listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 264. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... Oh, you're grout, frowning at me like a grumpy polar bear, but you've had three coffees. John Brownstone. I am the grumpy polar bear. You shouldn't be. You're highly caffeinated. You've I'm been s- fed. You've been walked. What more do you need? <laughs> <laughs> uh, considering today's topic... A lot more. There you go. <laughs> uh, today, we're talking about the sex we're not having as part of our sexual power exchange dynamic. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't know it to look at me, but technically I'm a sexual submissive. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, oh, the irony. glad to have you. And yes, it's like this a lot. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love a review. If -hmm. you're listening on some other podcasts, feel free to share a favorite episode with your own kinky community. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Uh, I would also like to add a disclaimer that if you hear a snorty, snorry, grunty noise in the background, that would be Lola right now. She's sleeping across the room and snoring, but you might still hear her. That's what that is, just so you, you know. <laughs> a big shout out and thank you as always to our kinky patrons on Patreon, including our newest yes. peeps. We see you, we love you, we appreciate the fuck out of you. Uh, if you had a chance to listen to mini so number 13, this week, the week this episode goes out, that is completely due to our kinky patrons. We had a goal to get to 200 members. We got there, stayed there, surpassed it. And now we're putting out second episodes in the week. Yeah. The the challenge, the goal is to uh, keep it to 20 minutes. This first one was not, it was 21, but <laughs> we're, we're, we're working on it, okay? Look, it wasn't an hour and a half, and I feel like that should be applauded. That's an accomplishment in and of itself, exactly. yeah. So if you would like to help us reach goals like this that we hope benefit everybody and get access to stuff you can't get anywhere else, uh, come join us on Patreon for as little as $2 a month, or you can do an annual thing, so you pay one time and you don't have to think about it. There's like all way, kinds of ways to do it, and there's perks when you join. Uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, so we're gonna get into uh, today's topic. Before we do that, consider this your weekly reminder that JB's shop, The Kinkery, thekinkery.com, mm-hmm. uh, where there are weapons of ass destruction and kinky stickers. Uh, it exists. It's there. Thekinkery.com. Ta-da. I'm not going to say much more. Mm, uh, I think that, that sums it up. If you're new here, that will be new information to you. You should go to thekinkery.com, look around, see what you think. If you're not new here, you know you know. So, you know. Uh, we are going <laughs> to... Um, we're gonna get into today's topic. So I'm using the term libido as a good shorthand because when somebody says libido, we all kind of know what that means. Uh, There's a lot of conversation in sort of the sex spaces where I move and thrive that what the way we define libido is inaccurate, maybe even incorrect, depending on who you ask, because we talk about it as a sex drive um, and 
The way I've heard it explained is that it's not really a drive like a need for food or a need for sleep. Like you can't actually survive without sex whereas you cannot survive without food or sleep among other things. Um, and the way I'm hearing it talked about uh, the most now is in terms of arousal and desire, like the lack of or the existence of. Uh, an excellent book that I own and have not yet read that I know I need to because it talks about this specifically is called Come As You Are by Emily Nag Nagoski. Am I saying that right? Somebody correct me. I don't know how to say her last name. Anyway, I have that book. I also have the book she wrote with her sister called Burnout. Haven't read that yet either. I'm a great book collector. That's that's what we've learned here. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that actually explains it better than I will can at this point. I'm just relaying the way I'm hearing the way we describe libido now described. Mm -hmm. um, if you go looking for it, you know, hell, I just did a quick Google search and the top like full page of what libido means, they still refer to it as sex drive. That's still the common use. That's fine. I, I don't care if you say sex drive and I'm saying desire and arousal, I'll probably use libido because it's a good shorthand and we all know what I mean. I just want to start the conversation with a little moment to talk about how that definition may be changing, has changed. I don't know, I don't know. But if you're like, wait, no drive, but this, that, Come As You Are is the book. I own it, I haven't read it, but I do own it. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of books I have, I own, haven't read. Okay, so in, in this episode, uh, I can't tell you about your libido. Um, I beg of you, please do not send me emails with a list of what you're going through and ask me to diagnose anything. That happens more than you think. <laughs> I'm begging you, please don't. Um, I did want us to talk about it. And when mm -hmm. we were coming up, we were thinking about doing this topic, I said, wait, haven't we done this topic? Because we've talked about the fact that Kayla's not in the mood and down to fuck at all. Oh, for a while, because it's been going on for about two years. Um, and we have not done a standalone episode on it. No. I think I did a blog post on it. Over at lovingbdsm.net. And, and we have kind of talked about it in passing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because we've done an episode on sexual submission. That's episode mm -hmm. 160. Um, in the show notes and later in the video description box, I will go back and add these links if anybody's interested. Um, and it is hmm, ironic, minimum, minimum irony, uh, that I am a sexual submissive. I am sexually submissive and I don't want the sex. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we've also, I'm sure, talked about this. We did an episode in the 200s, like the low 200s, on how sex acts are neither inherently dominant or submissive. Um, so I know we've mentioned this before, and I'm sure we've told our story in different ways before, but I wanted this episode to just kind of look at it, especially now that we've got two years on. This is not a mm -hmm. new thing. It, I don't know if it's changing. It feels like there's a shift in the wind and the sexual winds of our house, I don't know. Um, so, and I also want to have a conversation if there is one to have about uh, Mr. Sexually Dominant next to me. Mm -hmm. If you have had your own experiences with a lack of arousal, a lack of desire for sex. Cause here's the thing, I, I've i never felt like I was, oops, <laughs> bless you. I have never felt, I don't, sex drive never really did appeal to me as a mm -hmm. term anyway, because I've never felt driven by sex. Like I'll go through periods of life where I'm like, I want all the sex, give me the sex, the sex mm -hmm. now would be good. But my base level operation through life, not that. Can I become aroused? Absolutely. Can I feel desire? Kind of. 
and when I say kind of, when I say I feel desire, I mean in the right setting under the right frame of mind when some nice man named John Brownstone gives me the right look, I can feel desire. But it's not often that it just turns on inside of me on its own. Like I, I don't just walk around and go, oh, I feel desire now. It's like, not just, I just a switch somehow, that you can. No, I'm not. So there has to be. There has to be a thing. Like, if I read the right sexy story, I can feel some desire. There's got to be a catalyst. You touch me a certain way, I feel desire. But yeah, so the the whole drive definition never worked for me anyway. Arousal, that has been harder to come by. And that has actually Mm. been the thing that I have lacked the most. So my adult life has gone like this. Sometimes I've really wanted the sex. Age 18 to 19, OMG. Like, I think, yeah, I was, I was on the pill. We were good, we were good. I used condoms, we were good. Lots of sex. Uh, into like 2021, 20, um, got engaged to the first husband, married him, not a lot of sex, not a lot of sex, then wanted to have the second kid, who's now the 11 year old, wanted all of the sex again, then didn't want the sex again. Uh, <laughs> Got divorced from him, wanted all of the sex, make it kinky, um, and stayed that way and was, and then loved realizing that sexual submission was a thing because it finally felt like it took the pressure off having to like initiate, because I don't want to initiate. I'm not wired that way, I'm not interested. I don't want to initiate. But normally when it is initiated upon me with somebody I like, like you, I like you, you're nice. Thank you. Mm. um, I respond. Yeah. And what, and we went that way for, God, years. Like, I might not bring it up. I might not be like, hey, daddy, what you doing? <laughs> but if you initiated, which is my preference, I would, I could respond. Yeah. And then I, I thought I was done. I thought, oh, I had been that way because I had been with the wrong partner. I had been that way because those, the decade that was my 20s, that was a tough decade. People say they want to go back to their 20s. Mm-hmm. Not me. I'm good. I'm glad to be out of there. Thanks. <laughs> Um, and I thought, oh, well, it was a really rough time in life. So yeah, it makes sense that that, that desire and arousal and all that, I didn't just, sex was not important to me. And I thought, now that I know that I'm kinky and submissive mm-hmm. and you can just look at me cross-eyed and I'm like, yeah, let's go. Or And really <laughs> it's not necessarily that so much, but you would spank me and I would get turned on or we would do something kinky and it would end in sex because we were both turned on, right? I thought, okay, I found it. This is just who I am. And then a couple years ago, I mean, it might've been 2018 when it started, but I'm positive by 2019. It was like the, the faucet turned off. Like you mm. could do, you. I feel so bad for you because you were doing all the things that you had always done. And I was like, I mean, you don't have to end with sex. It's fine. Or, and the worst was I discovered, and this has not happened in a long time, but it was very frequent in the beginning. You would try to touch me in a sexual way that you knew would normally turn me on. And I was like repulsed by it. I was like, "Uh, no, stop, stop, stop. It does not feel good. It makes me feel squidgy. Like, "Mm, I can't do this. Um, And... I remember when it happened at first when I realized it was happening because it was a slow thing. It wasn't like, I say it was like the we turned the faucet off, but it was more like a gradual diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Like just less and less over time, I kind of was like less interested. Kind I of like when you have a faucet open full force and you slowly, slowly turn it off. Yeah. Because I, you know, it's funny. I still 
don't want to initiate sex, but I didn't know how to give you the signals. Like sure. we developed signals as a couple where I'd be like rubbing up against you or be like, mm-hmm. hey daddy, or you know, it's been a while since you woke me up for sex. What's up with that shit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm still not starting the sex, but I'm letting it be known that, hi, I would like the sex. Uh, and... That just, yeah, there was longer and longer. And and I remember in my head, there would be times where I knew it was sort of like, you would normally like nudge me in the middle of the night or we'd have mm-hmm. your signals. And when they didn't occur, I would feel a sense of relief. Like, oh good, I don't have to think about this. Alternately, sometimes I realized later, like looking back now, I would go, like, yo, I'm a sex writer. I'm a kink person. I talk about this stuff for a living. I would go literal weeks and never, like, never think about sex. The real sign for me that this was, was when I was getting, I mean, I'm in a very fortunate position. We receive sex toys in exchange for review. Mm-hmm. And I was getting, like, a couple of vibrators here and there. And I was going, well, that looks pretty. And didn't want to masturbate. Didn't orgasm. Mm. Just didn't even, just, like, it just wasn't wasn't even on my mind. It wasn't something I missed. It wasn't something I went, why don't I feel this way? I literally was not (laughs) thinking about it at all. And it was only when I realized it had gone a very long time (laughs) that I went, wait, I'm a sex person on the internet. Shouldn't I be thinking about this a little bit more? And I really can um, go a long time without thinking about sex. Like I... That, like I said at the beginning, that whole idea of a drive, I'm not driven by that. Except through, at different points in life, I have felt like I kind of was. Like I was like on the prowl. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> who can we do this with? But, oh, no. <laughs> so this was all pre-plague outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think timing is off in my head. I think it kind of came at the top end of some mental health stuff. It probably came in the middle of stress about other things in life. Stress has always been a thing that killed my desire for sex, like just not interested. Um, And we did go through a lot of stressful things. You know, we moved in 2018, 2019. And I think that's where a lot of it really, there there were hints of it before we moved, Mm -hmm. but during the move and specifically after the move, Mm -hmm. yes, then it... uh, um, we have looked into for not for my for sex, but my anxiety and um, my inability to ever drop a single pound, no matter what I do. We've looked into whether my birth control. I'm on an IUD. It could be a um, factor. And when I say looked into, I've Googled. I haven't talked to a doctor yet. That's coming. Don't worry. Um, Because I got to ask about perimenopause too. Um, And at the time, we weren't thinking about sex. We were thinking about other issues. And I went, Mm -hmm. I'll keep my IUD and not have a period. Thank you very much. I don't care if I keep gaining weight. And I don't care if I'm an anxious mess. Thanks. I will take that (laughs) over having a period. (laughs) I mean, I probably should talk to somebody about my deep abiding hate of my own period. I probably should, but we're not there yet. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not immune to the fact that there's, could that have something to do with it? Especially, mm-hmm. am I in perimenopause? Uh, I don't know the answers to any of these things. I do have an OBGYN appointment this summer, finally, for the first time in several years. Thanks. Uh, so I will ask those kinds of questions. Um <laughs> Because here's the thing about what I have 
when I'm not interested in sex, I don't miss it. I, I don't, because I'm not even thinking about it. It's just not even a, oh, oh. But what I have missed, because we do need to talk about your own desire for sex and arousal and all that stuff, because it's not just me, is the connection we make through mm-hmm. sex. And so as a sexual submissive, and we talked about this in that episode, part of our dynamic as kinky couple is he has access. Like he can have sex with me whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. With caveats, like if I'm like sick as a dog, like he knows he's not no. gonna touch me. If I say please don't, I can't tonight. It's gonna respect not, that. Sure, right. But in general, he wakes up 3 a.m. on a Saturday and is like hard as a rock. Grabs a lube. We we have a good time. And we went weeks without doing that, and I didn't miss the sex. And I I I mean, like when I want an orgasm in the way we do that kind of sleepy sex, I usually grab my vibrator. I wasn't even when we did. We went a while without it. Mm-hmm. And what I missed was the connection between us. I missed feeling you. I missed that routine. I missed that thing that we did. I mentioned that to you because we've been very honest about that. This is the sure. other thing. I have not hidden this at all. No. First of all, how the hell would I? You know how I normally respond. Well. <laughs> so how could I hide I mean, it? From, from my side of the coin, let me just say that, you know, I am grateful that we have the communication that we mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. because, you know, you have not, you know, you talk to me. And you explain to me what's going on, what you're feeling, what what's happening. And I'm grateful for that. I really am because, you know, instead of, um, you know, just, no, I'm not interested. You know, no, I'm not. Just, you know, <laughs> go away. Go away. And and not understanding what what was going on, you know, having that line of communication has gone a long way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie, in the first marriage, that was my response. Just go away. Just leave me the hell alone. No, I, hell, get the... Mm-hmm. Or I would lay there in silence and be like, God, I wish I was doing anything else to make my mental to-do list. <laughs> we had a healthier relationship, thank God. And yes, better with communication. And also, you know me so well. Mm-hmm. I don't hide anything from you. Even when I try to hide it from you, you let me pretend it's being hidden, but you're well aware. And then, like something's going on. What? What? What's right, happening Right. When you're in there? done with me pretending to hide it, then mm. you call me out on it. So yeah, we just don't even relate that way. Um, and then, and then, the plague struck. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, approximately the same time, it was about six months in. My IUD technically expired. <laughs> I still did not have an OBGYN at the time. I was procrastinating. Social anxiety is a bitch, especially in a plague. Just so you know. You know, like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm worried about, you know, a virus. And also, I don't like to be around the people anyway. Sure, I'll go deal with this. I did not. I am now, thanks. Um, and so I think we were both very cognizant of, oh, no, this factory really is well and truly closed. And yes, we can use condoms. But the what mm-hmm. if, I think, fucked with us. But also, the plague has fucked with you. And... Yeah. What I noticed was in 2019, we still had a routine sex life, meaning yeah. there wasn't a lot of foreplay. If I if I got an orgasm, that was fine. If I if I needed to try, usually when I needed to try a sex toy, I was like, oh, okay. Or if you really felt like doing a certain sexual thing, then we would do it. But mm. mostly it was our early morning sleepy sex. It was just, it was routine sex, but it was okay because it was a connection. Yeah. In 2020, we kind of maintained that, but it was a little fewer... A little further between because you were mm-hmm. stressed and going through your own emotions and right. I was stressed. Then we hit October 
and we have had sex one time since we know the thing expired. Yes, we know it technically probably lasts longer, but our desire to really not have kids is <laughs> really strong. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and we are definitely pro-abortion, but also we live in the U.S. It ain't easy to get. Mm-hmm. So it's like rather just not get pregnant. Thanks. Um, and so we did have sex one time after the thing expired uh, with a condom. Yeah. And I've been open to it because... I've been open to it still as a sexual submissive with zero desire for sex because I want to, I want you to have that, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been saying, look, we've got these condoms. The IUD is probably fine. You know, it, it's fine. It's fine. We can do this. And this is why I want to have a conversation about your own desire for sex <laughs> with one another because mm-hmm. sex with yourself is still sex. But with one another, when was the last time we actually had sex? I mean, we're at the end of April, 2021. I think we've had sex since we know the IUD technically expired, like once or twice. If that, yeah. If that. Yeah. Now, that does not mean other things have not occurred. (laughs) 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 It just means we have not had sex. And it, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I have zero, I'm not aroused. I can get aroused and that's starting to happen and come back, which is a very nice feeling. Uh, I don't think about sex. It's not that I lack a desire like I'm uh, go away. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Whatever the opposite word of desire would be that I can't think of right now. Sure, I'm a writer. Um, it's that I literally am just not thinking about it. But I also am like, but I want you to have what you want. So here, mm-hmm. if you want it, I am a willing participant. I'm completely consenting well, to it, but also I'm not asking for see, it. See, that that's kind of a funny thing for me, okay. um, especially at this point, because... You know, up until um, 2020, um, my desires were running normal. Yeah, you were running hot. That's that's okay. for sure. That's for damn sure. And even into 2020, I was still steaming along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, I mean, it really, I did feel like I felt the slow <laughs> <laughs> the moment I was like, oh, yeah, I should have gotten the IUD replaced this month. Hi. Well, you know what? It, 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 it is in part that. that that's, that's a small piece of it. But also there's a um, plague. I mean, we are, you know, we've got our eyes on the prize. Um, you know, what is, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, we're, we're trying to keep our eye on the prize that, um, you know, few years we're looking to be in empty nesters. I mean, I know I'll go through a moment. I'm sure I'll cry mm-hmm. and be sad, but not for long. Yeah. <laughs> so, long. you know, for, for me, that that is an eye on the prize. I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit, you know, and for me at this point in my life to be getting up at middle of the night and, you know. Would changing. I like to see what kind of cute baby you can help make? There's a little bit of me, sure, but not yeah. enough to go through this. Well, we've already yeah. got, and, I'm and, done. And I'll be, you know, open about this. Um, talked a little bit about it last week in the bonus section. Um, it probably started about November, December for me. Yeah, I could um, tell the difference in you then. You know, and, and somebody brought it up and you showed me a, a thing, you know, about uh, lethargy. Languishing. Languishing. Adam Thank you. Grant, Languishing. Who I'm not 100 percent sure who he is, but apparently he he's somebody. Yeah. He talked about it at some point in that right. went viral. And Languishing. Yeah. For me, 
that has also dragged my desire Which, and arousal down with it. So can I tell you, that makes total sense to me. Nothing about that is surprising or that I question it or that I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I couldn't have. And yet, since I've known you, your arousal response and your desire for pleasure, like in all its forms, <laughs> pleasure, has been constant enough, consistent yeah. enough that it did feel watching you, it felt like the faucet got turned off. Like it was an immediate, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope. And can I, can I be really honest? I mean, like I'm not, but you know, like I'm yeah. gonna say the hard thing. I don't want you to go through that because I want you to be in a good mental space so that you want things mm-hmm. in life. But also there was a sense of relief because when you stopped wanting sex, at least with me, because mm-hmm. there was plenty of masturbation in his life and I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, there was a, a bit of pressure taken off of me. Cause so what would happen is I'd go weeks and we wouldn't have sex and I'd go, God, we haven't had sex. And then I would think, is this like I'd feel you roll over especially like Mm -hmm. early on the weekend in the morning and I'd be like is this the moment and some days I'd be like okay if this is if he's into it I'm into it okay fine and then there'd be days or moments where I'd be like oh god I kind of hope he's not into it oh and and then I'd have to do that conversation in my head of what will I do Mm. will I go yeah let's go ahead or will I say no I'd rather not and it it was not from you at all. It was all in me, but it felt like a maybe even pressure is not the right word, but that's the closest thing I've got. And I, I didn't know how I, what I wanted, and I was like, sometimes I really don't want to, but also I want that connection, but also I feel bad because I am a sexual submissive, and I'm not giving you what it's you a mean. Vicious cycle, isn't it? And so when you have. Again, I don't want you to. I'd rather mm-hmm. be in a position where you're in a good frame of mind and these are I got to make these decisions on a case-by-case basis. But also, yeah, it it, it has been easier. Mm-hmm. While at the same time, I am positive that that lack of intimate connection we make is not helping the relationship. <laughs> we yeah. are definitely snippier with one another <laughs> we definitely <laughs> each have less patience for the other's foibles uh, you think yeah, yeah. <laughs> the there's yeah. because that's how we connect kink is actually a way we connect very intimately as well and that has also been on the, the a dip a slide mm-hmm. for a while i think that's all been plague related um, so we've got two points that we're not connecting as much as we once did. And I, right. I do think that has impacted us. We have less patience with one another. We jump to conclusions about the other's intention a lot faster than we do we when we're it. nice and like blissed out mm-hmm. on a few fucking orgasms. Okay, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so how, like, I understand the why, you know. Yeah. Um, how does it make you feel when we're not? Because let me say again, we'll get to it in more in detail if you want. There is masturbating going on. Mm-hmm. So how does it make you feel when we're not connecting in that way? When we're not having sex um, together. It bothers me a, a, a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. No, <laughs> I'm not it, offended. <laughs> it, it bothers me a little bit, but we do connect in other ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. 
it's it's not like life ending. No, 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 no. All right, because you know when we go to bed, we still have our nightly routines. When we go to bed, we still, um, you know, we we still cuddle. We still, you know, touch and tease and 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 play with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So, the- so there is still. The relationship is all the, still there. The, the, the relationship, the there, there's still that connection. Mm-hmm. All right? It's just not that, that full physical. So if that was gone along with it, mm-hmm. then I think I'd be a little more concerned. Oh, yeah. And I think the impact on our relationship would be Would much be much, much, much greater, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, like you talk about, you know, with the kink um, stuff not going on. You know, well, well, you know, you're 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 home. You you home most of the day together. You, you know, our days are full. Well, and and, and there's a lot going on in life, and that is true for everybody. And yeah. quite frankly, kink is, while it is our business, mm-hmm. it is not the th- kinky things we do together are not the top of mind thing. Yeah, there's so much else that gets in the way, mm-hmm. and sometimes I think that's and, something that we could put more effort into most likely yes but and i mean even when we go to bed you know there there was a time we would go to bed at night mm-hmm. and and we would do kinky things mm-hmm. now we've got we, we've got an almost 16 year old who's up later than we are roaming the roaming the house and the bedroom door <laughs> is left open because yeah. of the cat we really need to work on this because <laughs> yeah so here's the thing about the kinky stuff. Now, we have, do not do near as much kinky stuff as one we'd like to that mm-hmm. we used to do. When we do it, so here's the weird, it's weird, I don't know. Back when the faucet was on and I was like, good mm-hmm. to go, down to fuck, let's do this. You would spank me, pull my hair, pinch right. nipple, like do something, do something. Yeah, do the. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a mental emotional response as you're submissive, as the woman who loves you, blah, blah, blah. And it was mm-hmm. also a very physical response. The body was right. like, hello, we're open for business <laughs> now. Hi. These days when you do stuff like that, it still feels super good. And it it's like the connection of the sex we were having that wasn't like all hot and bothered sexual. Mm-hmm. I still want the spanking. I still love having sure. my hair pulled. I'm not even, I cannot tell you if I've become physically aroused. I'm literally not paying attention. Like nothing's going, I'm like, mm-hmm. my brain is not at, at my vulva at yeah. all. Like, it's, oh, that she's there. Hi. Uh, yes, I've gendered I my mean, vulva. We did, we, we did a spanking two weeks oh, ago. Oh, that was so good. And, you know, it was a spanking combined with flogging. And it, it was, it was wonderful. It was so good. It was. It I was, was amazing. so relaxed. I was not thinking of sex. If you had I mean, if you had like been, hey, I'm thinking of sex, I probably would have been open to it because mm-hmm. I was so relaxed. We were so connected. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't sexual in the way that it used to be very no, hypersexual. But it, it, but it was nice. It, I, I know for me, it was a wonderful release mm-hmm. to, to just mm-hmm. fall into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when it was done... I mean, we went into aftercare mode. I, I was cuddling you. I was stroking you. I was touching you. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself was was marvelous. And, it, and you know what? I think I had a moment of, oh, are we about to have sex? And then when you did not get, and I was like, meh, okay. But when you did not give the signal for that, I was like, oh, now I feel awful for this. Oh, gosh. I could just relax into the cuddling because I yeah. wasn't like, okay, what's the expectation mm-hmm. here? 
There was no expectation. No. And I'm I'm pretty positive most relationships would do just better if you just didn't have expectations. <laughs> but I think it's also natural when you've built patterns with another person, you kind of go, okay, in yeah. my head, my head knows what comes after this. And in a situation where you're not actively wanting what would normally come after this, you have that moment of stopping to go, how do I feel about that? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? But when you didn't make your sort of pattern moves, then it was like, oh, okay, we're just here together. And I would love more of that. Yeah. And like everything in life, what we have to do is make it a priority and make more time mm-hmm. for it. Has that happened since? No. Will it? Hopefully. <laughs> um. So I know that there have been moments recently where I'm like, oh, Oh, I remember that feeling. Hi, you're warm down there. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> I feel like I want to name my vulva, but I don't know what I would name her. Um, but before we get to that, because that's sort of the this, the tail end of these two years, you throughout it all, um, even through this downturn for you, have semi-regularly, not just masturbated, but used plenty of sex toys. Mm-hmm. Um, I have accidentally walked in on you a few times. You've got to learn to hang a sock on the door. <laughs> okay, I just let a bitch know. Because it's weird. I'm not, I'm so not a voyeur. I don't want to watch you masturbate. Like, I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, God, no, no. You'd be like, hell yeah, go ahead. And, um, yeah. No thanks, no thanks, I'm not, no thanks. Uh, mm, uh. <laughs> wow, that look. Look, we discussed this before. My lack of voyeurism is like a revulsion. I just really, just really don't like it. Um, and and I don't I don't care. I love the fact that you masturbate because I can tell when you haven't for a while because you were crankier than normal. And I'm like, do you oh, need goodness. to play with oh, a God. toy? Oh, wow. Can okay. I? Is there something I can do to help you? Um, but you pretty regularly. Um, how has that been like helpful? How has that helped with, uh, see, there we go. Drive arousal, (laughs) desire, libido, whatever. Oh, it's, it's definitely helped. Um, I, I have had been in past relationships where that was frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell myself in my last relationship, I was super sexually, my last marriage, I was super sexually repressed and didn't even understand my own body and hadn't even masturbated myself and certainly never had an orgasm that I was aware of. I hated it when my husband masturbated because I thought incorrectly that it said something about me. What it said was dude wanted to get off. That's what the fuck it said. Mm-hmm. He had a really bad habit of masturbating next to me in the bed and thinking that somehow I didn't know. And I'm like, the whole fucking bed shaking. Could you take that to the bathroom? <laughs> so I'm not gonna, like, I disagree with that sentiment people have. I think it's absolutely an incorrect sentiment, but I'm also not gonna shit on anybody because I've been that person. So, mm-hmm. but no, now I'm, I'm, I'm better now. I don't have that yeah. thought. Wank away, it'll be fine. So, you know, knowing that that you don't um, have anything against it with me um, definitely makes it easier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? It's actually another sense of relief. I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. I don't feel like you're being deprived of anything. You are mm-hmm. being deprived of something. You're being deprived yeah. of the connection with me. But go forth and jack off. Mm-hmm. Orgasm left and right. Hit the ceiling if you want to. I don't care. <laughs> Clean it up. But I don't care. 
Like, have a good time. <laughs> I'm actually kind of proud of your growing sex toy collection. I feel like yeah. we need to do a tour of your side of the nightstand with the sex toys themselves. Mm -hmm. Just the toys. Not, like, the kinky stuff, because we do that already. But, like, you – and you just got three new masturbation sleeves in the mail yeah. mm -hmm. that you haven't even tried yet. Mm -hmm. Like, your collection is growing, and you have definite opinions <laughs> on what your <laughs> penis likes. And yes. I – love it because over here my clit's like look can i just roll over and take another fucking nap i do not care how good that fucking vibrator supposedly is i'm tired like i'm just i like it's a, a bit of a relief but okay i'm i'm less needed if you're getting that yeah um also i'm happy for you mm -hmm. also it's hilarious that i keep fucking walking in on you and now if I know you've gone in the bedroom and the door's closed and if I don't know why the door's closed you didn't say anything I'm like knocking like a timid little mouse <laughs> yeah. and you're like I'm just peeing I'm like okay I was checking and it's usually when there's a kid in the house so it's like I can yell out I thought you were masturbating like I can't do that uh, <laughs> so hilarity ensues mm -hmm. like we're in a kinky sitcom uh, <laughs> but the sex toys has that is all that time to masturbate uh, sort of helped broaden that for you? Are you becoming more interested? Is it just opportunity and you're taking advantage um, of it? It's it's more opportunity mm -hmm. when I'm taking uh, you know when when I have the the chance to, mm -hmm. uh, I'll go for it. Yeah. Is it um, sort of does it help relax you, de-stress you, take some you know relieve some pressure? All of the above. Mm -hmm. All of the above. Do you sleep better? I think you sleep better after you masturbate, but you don't always Possibly. Believe I don't, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. There have been times you're like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I'm like, have, when was the last time you jacked off? <laughs> My favorite was the time I asked that, and apparently it was a good guess because you looked thoughtful and went, uh, it has been a while. I was yeah. like, oh, well, we know what you need to do then, mm -hmm. don't you? Uh, free sex tip there. Can't sleep. If, you, you know, yeah. if masturbation is pleasurable to you, try masturbating. But even if you don't get off, try masturbating. See if it helps. For some people, it does. And it, I'm, it helps with back pain on occasion too. Mm -hmm. Well, especially if your back pain's from tension. There you go. Yeah, yeah, you relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, God, the amount of toys you've got and the amount of lube we're going through, which is a problem because we need to find a new lube company. Yes, we're working on that. <laughs> but yeah, I one I didn't have any problems with it before, but mm -hmm. when all mine just turned the fuck off completely. I was like, oh, thank God. At least I now then don't have, I know I would feel guilty if you had zero outlet. Now, before mm -hmm. the plague, you if you wanted a, a sexual partner, that, you know, that could have been a thing. But yeah. once we were all sort of trapped in our house, that wasn't an option. If you right. hadn't had an outlet, I probably would have gone, yeah, sure. Or even mentioned it to you because you do get cranky when it's been a while. Um, <sighs> And, and we might have had more I'm beginning sex. to see a pattern here. You keep mentioning but, about how cranky I am. Yes, I would like to ask when was the last time you masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> After some <laughs> crank over the past 24 hours. I'm just saying. Anyway. <laughs> but, you know, I have been glad that you've had that since you are not going out and meeting new people and having mm -hmm. those kinds of experiences. Um, would I feel differently about... Anything, if you were in a sexual relationship with somebody and I was over here like, I, I don't know. I can't yeah. answer that because I haven't had to go through it. Um, the last little bit of jealousy I had to deal with, you know, within us being in an open relationship mm -hmm. was the last time you did manage to go out for like an overnight 
adventure with somebody and there was the possibility of not just kinky play, but sex. It messed me up a little bit, but I worked through it. We mm-hmm. worked through it together when you got home. Um, I think I would be okay, but I can't say for certain because I haven't had to go through it in this situation. Yeah. And I, I have not mentioned this to you. Ooh, revelations all Re- over the place. Re- revelation, yeah. Um, my desire at this point in time to go out and meet anybody, mm-hmm. whether it's for kinky play or sexual any anything even just to meet somebody mm-hmm. is zero yeah it, it's zip i we won't we're not spilling gossip or tea here but i think i know why um <laughs> so um yeah i would it would it have been different in i don't know so how are you feeling now? You're fully vaccinated. I am mm-hmm. fully vaccinated. Yeah. Um, we still have to be careful. Kids are not yet vaccinated, but the life is opening up a little bit more. Like we actually have gone to a restaurant and we've done some yeah. things and we're talking about doing some things that we have not done in a year. Um, how is the arousal desire side of things for you? How is it going? Are you feeling any change yet? Meh. Man, you're still <laughs> meh. You're still <laughs> meh. meh. I mean, that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Quite frankly, life is not back to normal yet. And I think that even when it is superficially, quote, back to normal, Mm -hmm. whatever the fuck that even means, and we live in a world where for a lot of people, it never fucking changed because they didn't change shit. And okay, those are the choices they made. Um, But we did. And so we have to then deal with that. Mm -hmm. I think there's... I don't want to use the wrong word. I mean, this might be a little harsh, but I think there's a little bit of a recovery from that to go into a state of stress of Mm -hmm. I need to safeguard my family, myself, and just the rest of the world as best as I can from a thing that causes real harm that is stressful. Also, I up in my everything about my life that was normal has changed like i think that even when we go look our whole family's vaccinated let's move on Mm -hmm. i think there's still a little bit of that readjusting to that reality so i can imagine it taking a little while for it's and i and i feel yourself again and i agree because you know i have always been the one to go out and do things Mm -hmm. um you know if you weren't feeling up to it i mean i go to a munch i would go to a workshop i would go to to a dungeon just to make uh, you know, just just to hang out and watch scenes and play what's going on, you know, because I do have that voyeuristic um, tendency for me. Mm-hmm. But um, when I had my doctor's appointment to get established at the doctor, I even mentioned to you um, that was... The even though everybody was socially distanced in the doctor's Masked office, up. masks were wearing. They screen you before um, you they, get they in. They screen before you get in. And you were fully vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, that was the most amount of people mm-hmm. I have been around indoors mm-hmm. in a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard when I and, have gone into and it felt weird. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a readjusting. So, yeah, to that. It, it's like there is going to be definitely a, a readjustment process to, to this. And that bothered me. It bothered you that it bothered you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I hate to I hate to break it to you and anybody else that this might be new information for. A global <laughs> pandemic that sends 
a portion of the world into their house for a year gonna have gonna have a, an a lasting impact <laughs> it just, it just is <laughs> it's gonna mess us up a little bit <laughs> i'm I believe it is overcomable. <laughs> Let's just all mutually acknowledge that, yeah, it, it might have done fucked mm-hmm. us up a little bit. Um, it, to me, it's based on the choices we made and the way we've gone about it, it's been worth it because mm-hmm. the one thing I felt mostly okay about was that nobody was coming home with the plague. Um, <laughs> but let's be honest, and especially into like my libido issue. Has mm-hmm. it predates all of this. This is just like True. a cycle of who I am, and I don't have a clear answer as to where it came from. I have a couple of guesses. Was it prolonged by the plague? I don't know because I'm, for the most part, very comfortable in my house and don't want to be around the people. <laughs> uh, I clearly miss stuff. It's clearly been, a, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't. I don't know. So I think having this conversation now, I think some people will be able to relate because, like you, life changed utterly. And it might, part of the consequence of that might have been an effect on how you feel about mm-hmm. sex and whether you want it or not. Others of us, though, go through, have gone through, will go through this outside of this specific situation. And I think, quite frankly, anybody who's going through it now because of a pandemic, don't be surprised. Something else will happen in life that might not be global. It might just be in your house <laughs> and you go through this again. I just, <laughs> I, you know, it happens. Um, so I. I'm not, like, I'm still struggling with being around people because I always did things. But weirdly, the first vaccine shot I had, I wasn't even fully vaccinated yet. And something like in me went, oh, okay, I am less nervous about things. And that's when all these doctor's appointments got made because I was like, yes, I can spend three hours on the phone today and get this done. And I did. Mm -hmm. Um, But another thing that has happened, and I don't know how connected it all is. I don't know if it's just, hey, this is just a two-year time period or hey it's because you are feeling more hopeful about other parts of life and so some of the overall stress is diminishing but i have been fucking turned on a few times and i went for what mm-hmm. i would say for me was old school and it was because i read some like mm. erotica okay. now right. here's the th- it's not it's not like a full 180, I'm quote back to normal, whatever the hell that means. I still am not actively thinking about sex. I'm still <laughs> perfectly happy if you don't nudge me very early in the morning on a Sunday. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'm not seeking it. I'm not, um, I'm not even like purposely going back to what I know will turn me on. But I did have the response that I was used to having and it has been gone for t- two years. So I have clearly used sex toys over the past two years. We've done reviews. We've got whole videos and podcasts on them. Um, but I had to like make myself do it. And then my body responded to the stimulation and it felt good. And I could acknowledge mm-hmm. that it felt good. And yes, when we were still having semi-regular sex, I was grabbing those favorite sex toys because that is fun and that's how, yeah. okay, fine. Because it does feel physically good, but I wasn't wanting anything. And then I started reading Smut again. And I was reminded that in the first marriage, when I was like, okay, I feel guilty because I haven't had sex with my then husband in ages, I would read erotic books to get turned mm-hmm. on to then go, yeah, I was, I would, I feel bad about this. <laughs> well, let's just be honest. I had zero desire for sex, certainly with him. Uh, nothing he did could arouse me. But if I read a sexy story, 
I was happy to have sex. I was in the mood for it. So we called me my reading time foreplay. I was literally like, get out of the room. Don't watch me while I do this. That freaks me out. I'm not proud of it. It's just what it was. I would read the story. I would literally beckon him into the bedroom. We would have the sex. I was done with him. He could go. I'd for, I hadn't forgotten about that, but I hadn't thought about that because I hadn't needed it. You could literally look at me with a smoldering dom eye. And I was like, oh, I'm a puddle, you know, <laughs> whatever. But I, I'm still aware that reading sexy stories, is that's that's how I get turned on the mm-hmm. quickest is to read. Uh, uh, maybe it has something to do with all the bodice rippers I read when I was like eight. All those, uh, <sighs> the the stereotype is trashy romance novels. Some of, that shit, some of that shit's good. Some of that shit's problematic. But most of that shit's good. I love a good romance novel. And the more sex, mm-hmm. the better. I mean, I just, I've, I've been like that. And I was like that at a very young age and I enjoyed it. And so I wonder if that has something to do with it. But I hadn't. I hadn't read that stuff in years. I hadn't, I don't really read sex blogs that much anymore. And I just, when I'm really not in the mood for sex, I'm like, I really don't want to read this. This is not doing anything for me. (laughs) And then we started reading for Kinky Book Club. And Mm -hmm. so like for this month, we had an anthology. I was sent several erotica anthologies to review. And I was feeling bad because I had not picked them up because I just had zero thought about sex or desire to even think about sex. And I kind of was like, Meh, what's the point? I'd rather read a historical fiction book. Uh, my guilt made me pick up Best Women's Erotica Volume 6. I just left a review on Goodreads and on my Instagram, whatever. Um, and I had the most profound reaction to that. So first, I was turned on by a bunch of stories and I was like, damn, that's what this feels like again? <laughs> Well, hello. Okay. I like this feeling. I remember it now. Okay. <laughs> and then some of the stories were super, super good. And they were really, we just, this is a spoiler for the Kinky Book Club video that goes out Friday afternoon after after this live stream. Um, for me to really enjoy a story, I need to feel like I'm in the character's head. Like it needs to, like I need to, I need to be in that space with them. And in that particular book, The Best Women's Erotica, Mm-hmm. Um, there were some stories that I was in it so deep that I actually pulled myself out of that headspace because I was crying. Oh, wow. Because the erotic connection between the characters was so good. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and I missed it. And I was like super sad because I actively was missing not what these characters had in the story. It was nothing like what, what I had experienced. It wasn't the same acts at all. But I recognized that intensity of emotion of what it's like to connect mm-hmm. sexually. And I was like, I, I want some of this, I miss this. And then I put the book down and left it alone for like two weeks because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> and then I left mm. off reading um, Cheeky Spanking Stories, which is the April 2021 Kinky Book Club book because I was kind of afraid of how I was gonna respond and I also wasn't feeling it again. That had been like kind of a blip, like, oh, okay, you got turned on, but also it made you cry, so leave that shit alone. Then I was like, shit, I gotta read this book because we gotta do this video on it. And I finally picked it up to read it and got through about half of it and some of the stories were super good and I, was, and I felt turned <laughs> on again and I was like, oh, so that first time wasn't a fluke. Oh, hello mm. there, okay, okay, I remember this feeling. Then I reviewed a sex toy. It was a good sex toy. The new hot octopus curve. We don't have a video out about it yet. We will soon. It was a good sex toy. I enjoyed it. Really <laughs> like it. And I like really liked it. Like I tested it out of like an sense of obligation. Like I let it sit for weeks, y'all. I should have I should have reviewed it 
ages you should ago. charge that sucker up and I was feeling in, guilty huh? because there's no like that lack of desire is like I just don't even want to pick up the thing I like I just don't care I got other shit to do it's just not on my mind it's just that's how I respond to this stuff and uh but I really enjoyed this sex toy <laughs> like I was still <laughs> thinking about it later and that is also n- not new but new and for the first time in two years new it's like what I forgot I did that and then I did a thing I'd never done before. And I don't know why I'd never done it before. It's because it's been so long since I read erotica, mm-hmm. especially a physical book. I still had half. I still had some of the book left that I needed to read of cheeky spanking stories. I took that book. I went into the bedroom of my own volition. Idea came to me. I went, yes, I will do this thing. Book, Curve Baja Octopus, paired the two together. A good time was had. I slept very well that night. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> I too okay. need to masturbate <laughs> and it was it has not good for the goose is good for the gander (laughs) it has not lasted like i did that that one time and i've not had that urge again not at all i don't beat myself up for not having that urge Mm -hmm. i go okay i haven't had that urge like i don't i don't put like a moral question on what does it mean about me i just kind of have learned to accept that okay this is what it means about me or it doesn't mean anything even it's just this is who i am but i had that experience Mm -hmm. and then I can tell I'm on a, it was like an, an upswing because I finished both Best Women's Erotica Volume 6 just last night and I finished Cheeky Spaking Stories a few days ago, so you would have time to read it. And the stories at the tail end were good, mm-hmm. but I they didn't turn me on. And I know it wasn't because mm. they weren't sexy. My head was in a different space again. Different mental space. And so I must be going through cycles of like ability to be aroused and turned on. No mm-hmm. ability to be. And I could not tell you when those are. But it was so nice to feel that desire again, to feel not just turned on, but to want to do something about it and to go, hey, wait, I got a good vibrator and I need to read this book. Let's go get some work done. And I mean, there's some good orgasms and it felt good. And it was just, yeah. I felt, I hate to use this word, but I know it's how we kind of think of ourselves. I felt, quote, normal again. I felt like myself mm-hmm. again. It was sort of fleeting. <laughs> It was that moment and then poof, it's been gone. But also I'm like, okay, I've got some books that I'm reading for other things, but oh, I need to add some erotica into this mix. Kind of glad I got these anthologies to review because that way in between reading these other things that I'm going to enjoy for different reasons, maybe if I'm reading smut at just the right time, I can trigger that response again. And maybe next time you're willing penis will be there with me we can do that together i don't know because <laughs> yeah now we're kind of in this awkward space where it's been for the longest time you might have been willing and i was like mm-hmm. indifferent and now you're indifferent and i'm who knows what the fuck i am and so i might be ready to go and you might be like Meh. <laughs> you go ahead without me yeah <laughs> and i think for us, thank God, masturbation is on the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not, not literally, figuratively. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 we, we have not done anything sexual on any of the new furniture we bought for this house. That just shows where our quote libido has been. <laughs> what? Um, but you know, I I think it's good that we have other ways to get what we need when sure. we can't come to the other in as easy a way as we once could. Right. I'm not going to lie. If you nudge me awake in the middle, not the middle of the night, early morning on a weekend yeah, after I've had some sleep, uh, 
I probably am not going to turn you away. I mean, I, I would have to be in a really like uh, headspace at this point. Mm-hmm. Am I seeking it out? Not currently. Am I thinking about it? Only because we're having this conversation. But because there's more to our sex life than just the sex and the orgasm and the good stuff, which mm-hmm. I enjoy, there is that connection. And I think like sure. you said earlier, it's a good thing that we still have other points of connection. Sure. Because I think we'd be in a really bad place right now if we didn't. But also I'm more well, open the, to that type of the, connection it's again. It's the point of connection. And, and like I said earlier, it's the fact that you were able to communicate to me what is mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think for half a second I might have felt kind of like bad about it because I knew I, – I know who I am in this relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm submissive. I'm sexually submissive. We have an agreement that, you know, I'm basically available – within certain caveats. Um, and that, I didn't want to be available. Like I, I wanted, I did, I wanted to want to be available. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to want to have sex. I just yeah. was like, I can't be bothered. Again, I wasn't like, ew, gross, make it go away. I was just like, I just would rather not. Um, and I, I think it helped that we've gone through so many other things together that, you know, in in the olden vanilla days before we, you know, embraced Mm -hmm. our kinky selves and and found each other and all that, we might have kept to ourselves and not said anything about, but that we'd gone through so many of those other things. Of course I was going to say something. Also, I couldn't fucking hide it. To me, the it would be worse to actively push you away and act like I was grossed out or upset and you not know why, mm-hmm. then to have to admit, ah, uh, the old libido's like in the fucking tank. Like it's, it's, it's mm. gone, it's gone. I don't know where the fuck it went, it's on vacation. Like that was a less hard thing to do yeah. than to just go, uh, go away, uh, no, or, uh, don't touch me. Like I could have, and you would have respected that. Yeah. But if I had, if I ever do that, I know you and I expect you to then follow up at a, appropriate time of what the fuck what, was that what, about what's what's going on right. yeah because that's the the nature of our power exchanges that mm-hmm. we are like very free and open and like physically connected and yeah. if i'm pushing you away there that's fine and there's a reason but i need to share that like the, yeah. that can't be kept from you because mm-hmm. this is not how we work um I don't feel like I'm on like an upswing. I have felt really good about the little bright spots of the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was weird to cry over erotica. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> it was very weird. But it was also super nice to miss those things, mm. those feelings. Mm. Because it's it's cliche, but it's that whole you don't know what you have till it's gone. And you don't, you know, you don't sometimes recognize something until you can miss it. And Sex was so far from my mind on so many levels that I wasn't even thinking about the things I did like and was actively missing. Like they just, that that nowhere near the radar. I was more thinking about how do I deal with what little sex we might have or get out of it in the kindest way possible. (sighs) (laughs) So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's the cause of why I have no desire for sex and am rarely ever aroused? It could be one of many things. Mm-hmm. Um, there are in there are so many reasons why it happens. It's to me, 
unless there's a way you can alleviate the reason, it's almost irrelevant why, it just is happening. <laughs> so I think there was a time I would have tried to force it and I don't think that would help. Now I'm just sort of riding the wave. I'm, I'm glad you're so supportive and it's not killing our relationship. I hate that you're going through it yourself, but like I said, it takes a little bit of the pressure off. We're going off. through it together. Yeah. And if you, you know, if somebody else out there is going through it with your partner, like solidarity and, and kind of em maybe embrace the solidarity with your partner, you're both going the fuck through it. Mm -hmm. And if it's lopsided and it's one of you and not the other, I don't know, just talk about it. Like that's the only yeah. advice I can give anybody. Fucking talk about it. Do not pretend you are not hiding it from the mm -mm, other person. They mm -mm. might not know what's wrong, but they know something's Something, off. Yeah. And the more I find, the more you hide that something's off, the more it's like, you're hiding something from me and now trust is eroding. Yeah. And in power exchanges, but in every relationship, I know, God, somebody always wants to tell me, it's not just kinky people, I know. Um, but in power exchange where nothing safe can happen without a certain level of trust and honesty from both sure. sides, like, yeah, have the hard fucking conversation, just fucking admit it. I mean, you might you might decide you want to be more polite about it, and, and maybe you don't say I'm actively revulsed. But <laughs> oh, please stop repulsed. I said revulsed. What the fuck? Repulsed. Sorry, <laughs> words are hard. Um, you know, maybe that's not what you say. I don't know. I don't know you. I don't know your life, your partner. Uh, but I don't. Yeah, stop. You're not hiding shit. Okay, they. Your partner knows when they're not getting sex, and they know when they're getting unwilling sex. <laughs> begrudging sex I should say yeah. I think everybody knows when they're getting begrudging sex <laughs> let's fucking own it <laughs> and I you know I do think depending on how other people their experience with not wanting sex it's not always just about you know body parts bumping together and maybe an orgasm or whatever like like I said there were a lot of times I, I could I might not want to like be like all into it, but I was happy to do it because it was the connection. And quite frankly, I don't miss the sex right now. I mean, a little bit, cause <laughs> I like sex with you, thanks. Uh, I miss the connection. Yeah. I mean, can yeah. we not do it at 5 a.m. on a Sunday? I would, I would appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> but also there is, for me, there's something super sexy about knowing that a partner is barely conscious they're exhausted. Yeah. They roll over. They were like, wait, I'm kind of down for some sex. Oh, here you are. I can't even form words or thoughts, but I still want you enough to, <laughs> to fuck you. Like, I mean, there, that's there's yeah, something there's sexy them. about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe we still need to work on the times, but it's fine. Yeah. So I could ramble about this all day, but I guess I should probably stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna stop. Okay. I, I don't have anything to offer anybody other than our experience because it's so mm -hmm. highly personal and the reasons behind it and you know what to do about it. There's mm -hmm. sometimes there's not much to do about that, it. Sometimes there's not much you can do about it. But mm -hmm. I, I think if anything were to be said about it, um, at least talk to your partner and let oh, them know God. what's going on. Yeah. Don't you know? Be, because one of the things that was very um, important to me was when you said it's not me mm -hmm. this is what's going on and this is this is who i am this is what happens to me from time to time do i have those moments where i go oh my god is this what it's gonna be like for the next several years yeah sometimes i do it's why it mm -hmm. is it is enough that i'm i who 
have never talked about to a doctor about anything sexual before. I'm like, oh, brand new OBGYN who I will have just laid eyes on. Hi, I got some questions <laughs> about how I can get some of that back. Thanks. Yeah. Like, what's the problem here? Because sometimes there is a medical, sometimes there is a medical reason. And mm-hmm. hell, sometimes it's the medicine that's helping you be healthy on other levels. It's like fucking with your desire, mm-hmm. fucking with your desire to fuck. Okay. <laughs> and it's all complicated. And yeah. Yeah. yeah just, just stop. Yeah, don't, don't don't hide it. Have the fucking conversation. Just mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the nice thing is having the conversation allows us to talk about it more openly and to joke about it and to yeah. to say hard things and to say funny things and to just like acknowledge it. And it's then it, it's not the elephant in the room anymore. Right. Yep. Right. That felt like a heavy topic and it was about it sex. Was. Yeah. We're going to go into a bonus section, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweating. You are. God, I forgot words. Uh-oh. I said sex a lot. This video, podcasters, you're <laughs> not gonna care. This video will not be monetized. It's okay. Mm, nah. It's okay. Nah. Probably okay. they're, they're, they're probably already they it. yanked it <laughs> the moment <laughs> I dropped the first F bomb. Like psh, right. nope. We'll take those yeah. 25 cents away from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're done now. So we're gonna go to the bonus section. <laughs> All right. Are we good? I don't know. All right. Keep, Keep it kinky, kinky y'all. <laughs> See you next week. Daddy. Yes. I want to say something about how I was like out of time with you and that was really fucked up, but also I just kind of want to talk to the crickets. <laughs> we were out of time. We yes. were out of time, yes. Right. Yeah, that, I'm sorry. That hasn't happened in a long, long time. The last time it happened, we laughed our asses off. Yeah, we did. And everybody listening slash watching laughed their asses off yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might be laughing now. I'm okay with that. And I'm, I like I'm to bring joy hey. to people's lives. Yeah. I'm, uh, if you're laughing with me and sometimes at me, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you can okay. you, you, you can talk to the crickets. Can you do me a favor and turn on the really loud, noisy fan? It might cover up the Lola snoring. <laughs> I no, See, I haven't heard her. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. All right. Got okay, fan, so. so. Try, and, try and cool cool it off a little bit. <sighs> okay, bonus section. Oh, for the emoji of the week? <laughs> Um, pick whatever emoji makes you think of sex or your, you don't, if you don't want sex, you're no thank you. Um, so I, common emojis, eggplant right. is usually the stand-in for mm-hmm. penis. Taco, I, I understand, <laughs> yeah. but I don't stand in for vulva. Also, kitty cat. Yeah, uh, that actually I get more. Uh, what else? There's. There's the peach, which usually means butt, which is gets a lot of use for anal. Like, however, however, but also if you're like, I am actively repulsed by sex. Like, what would your, what would that emoji look like? I probably would put up a stop sign. Just <laughs> stop, stop right there. Halt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so. Silent <sighs> asked in the uh, live chat, how many relationship problems can be fixed with? Just have the conversation. Um, I would I would guess 95% of them. And actually really 100% of them, because if the con- you have the conversation and, and what you learn is that you should not be in that relationship, problem fucking solved. Because <laughs> relationship's gone, so is the fucking problem. Uh, <laughs> um, 
What have we got for bonus section? So this is kind oh, of... Oh, I, I have a good story to tell. Okay, I want to tell people why I'm weird about all this other than the fact that I sort of feel like I cracked open my chest and showed everybody my beating, bleeding, soulful heart. I, was, I felt a little vulnerable in this episode and it's like messing with my head now. But I'm also a little weird because we did a bunch of recording before this. And so I'm like, what did I already tell other people in another thing? What have I not said? Plus all my words are gone. So. Yeah. Okay. So. The salami emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Now don't leave out the pepperoni. Okay. So for everybody who's like, what the fuck? In the Patreon Discord, there was a conversation about, and I still am not 100% sure of how this went, an aftercare salami mm-hmm. that also was somebody who was like, what about the pepperoni? And then I was like, I have questions, but I'm going to leave this right here. And, and I was on. like, why not have both? So, I don't know. So you have bonus section stuff. Yes, Please yeah. do the thing. Okay. So, you know, we, we've been doing a lot of stuff lately. We, this, this week especially has been a crazy, crazy week. And um, back in the day when we swapped out our, our appliances, I had decided that we were going to keep the old refrigerator because I had use for it. Well, a year later, the refrigerator was still sitting there, and it didn't serve the purpose, and decided to to donate it. <laughs> so yesterday was the day that they came to pick up the refrigerator, and the refrigerator was in the garage. And they, did you say who they is was picking up the refrigerator? No. Um, so the, you know, they they came out. And there was a big kerfuffle just getting them to the house. Yeah, there were tree service people. Working at a house up the street, so they couldn't get down the street. And they didn't know how to park their damn trucks. Yeah. So, anyway, I I finally gave them the solution of how to get the refrigerator out of the garage and in their truck. He dommed them. And they were like... He dommed them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll we work. Do it that way. And yes, we <laughs> will. And they didn't know they should, would be thinking, yes, sir. <laughs> but it would have been appropriate. So anyway, they they had stepped into the garage. And as Kayla mentioned earlier, I made her a bunch of paddles. Mm-hmm. That she stacked was up. Stacked of paddles. I know. I'm way behind on my job. Mm-hmm. Shop Elf is not doing a good job. And these, these paddles are, are, you know... And on the other side, I have shelves filled with wood. And one of the guys says, oh, you're a, a woodworker. He's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And he turns his head and looks down at the table he's standing in front of and sees these stacks of paddles. Turns to me and says, oh, so what do you make? <laughs> Thinking on my feet without missing a beat, I look at him and says, well, you know, I started out wood turning, doing um, bowls, potpourri bowls, pens, different things like that. And when COVID hit, you know, um, craft shows and such came to a complete halt. And I said, since then, I've started making shot paddles because people are staying home and they're drinking and they want to do it in style. <laughs> and they don't want to get too close to it. And, and he looked at me, he's like, oh, yeah, great idea, actually. 
<clears throat> and uh, they loaded up the refrigerator on their dolly and went their merry way. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit glad that I had not put the bright, colorful unicorn spit, which is mm -hmm. a gel glaze stain, if you're not familiar with it, um, on them and that they weren't hanging in the garage drying. And I, still, I, st I still could have used the same... Uh, same thing. Yeah. Why not? I'd have gone with it. Yeah, everybody's like cheese boards and turkey. Yeah. That yeah. I thought was um his gonna be his go to. Like when you were like the mm. shot glass thing, which I know you had seen a thing and there'd been a conversation about it online or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, but yeah. Yeah. That I mean they they were nice guys who came to get the mm -hmm. refrigerator were very mm -hmm. happy about it. They did need some somebody to give them direction and guide them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. At the the same uh, at the same was that the same it was yeah it was all yesterday those same damn tree service trucks that didn't, could have parked better and mm. chose not to yeah also were a factor when we had to use roadside assistance because the tire of my car had gone ridiculously flat yeah her her um, front passenger week, tire had uh, picked up a um, lag bolt i still don't even know what the fuck that is um not just a screw not just a, a a nail um a fairly good size lag bolt and um i was gonna drive it this morning to the to the shop but the tire had gone flat like flat flat like oh yeah before flat. it just had it in there and you it just had it in it. there and and if i probably taken it right away mm -hmm. we we probably would have made it but like i said this week this has been a week for us mm -hmm. and um you know i'm thinking i don't want to change a tire out i i really don't it's not my thing and then i'm thinking you know what we have roadside assistance on our insurance we need to put this to use we never let, use our damn insurance no let's let's use the roadside let let them come out and they'll they'll put the donut on there and take it to the to the shop mm -hmm. and let them plug it and do what needs to be done but that was a that moment. That, that was a moment too because the truck couldn't get down the road to us yeah and the guy in the truck didn't have her number or whatever called the main office the main office called me but my phone is set to automatically silence unknown numbers and they had and it said that they would be texting me and i was like even better nobody texted me mm -hmm. so i had to call back call this number back and go hi and they're like oh my guy can't get down there because these trucks i'm like oh yeah we're we're aware yeah and like well he'll be back we're like okay good he did come back yeah he did, he did. we got the car into the shop and, last and, night and he switched the tire out um in a matter of minutes, and I was very grateful. He had nice big floor jack. He popped that thing under the, you know, and uh, boom, boom, off, off. We dropped it off at the shop last night. And now we're waiting to hear about and, it. And now we're waiting to hear. It's like, can it be fixed? Do we need a new tire? Yeah. I don't need new tires for the whole car, thank God. Mm -hmm. My tires are fine. But yeah, it was like yeah. all in one day. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is happening here? What is going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then the... 15 year old um, had, he's, I think I mentioned it last week, but I don't think I explained what it was. He's doing dual enrollment or trying to do dual enrollment next year where he's both simultaneously taking high school courses and college level courses yeah. so that ideally, if it all works out, by the time he graduates high school, he'll have two years of college 
already done. Right. No additional cost, thanks. Um, but there's testing that has to be done for that. And last week I'd taken him for testing, which is where I finished uh, the smutty book I was writing. Um, and he had on one part of the test, the math part of the test, he'd missed the cutoff by one point. And he admitted to me, he's like, mom, I kind of just didn't care. I figured I was doing fine. He's like, and look, I missed it by one damn point. I'm like, yeah, that's why you don't just breeze through this shit, like take it seriously. So we rescheduled a, a retake and they actually like got him in at a nice time because he was worried about missing the deadline or whatever. And it was first thing in the morning. Hmm. Had to miss part of school for it. He was he was not brokenhearted. <laughs> um, he aced the damn thing. He put the actual time and effort into it, and then he did a good job. And I was like, "See, we wouldn't have had to go through this. We've done this last time." And, but then the very next day, he needed to get established with a doctor, and he was like, "Mom, I'm almost 16. Please don't make me go to a pediatrician." And he's got all of his vaccines, so I'm like, "Okay, let's see if we can get you know like a regular general practitioner or whatever." And his doctor was, so that was another missed, day, missed morning of school. Actually, I let him skip school yesterday. Monday, I made his ass go to school. I was like, yeah. go to school. I said, Tuesday, you don't have to go to school. Um, mental health day. Um, for real. Like, I don't pl- make light of that. Like, for real. Um, but then we were doing that. And again, it was like, it was my fourth time in a doctor's office in like a week and a half. And it was, it, that's not like that big of a deal to me, but it's like crowded. And I'm like, this is starting to feel strangely normal again. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. But also I've been running my ass off everywhere. I also, mm-hmm. y'all, I've been somebody's parent for 15, almost 16 years. Yeah. And I had a new experience as a parent that many of you are going to laugh your asses off at because you had the experience probably when like first five years of parenting. He has two school projects due within like a week of each other. And they're like, build a model, build a thing. And he wants to do something cool, but that's not too much work, but cool, but not too much work. <laughs> and we are in a Michaels while he picks out the materials for the um, record player. He's going to build out a foam board and paint with paint. So it's a good color. And also the recreation of a piece of artwork from the Harlem Renaissance that he needed he wanted to be creative about. We had to get all these art supplies because do we own art supplies here? No, the fuck we don't. We are not just indoor cats. We are technological indoor cats, okay? $55 later, I'm walking out of Michael's and I'm like, you better use this shit and get some aids on these damn projects for all these fucking supplies we just bought. And then I was like, but how are we, how have I gone 15 years as a parent? And we don't have like... Uh, the 11 year old has markers and crayons and stuff left over from previous school years. But like, I, don't, I think you and I have glue sticks, mm-hmm. but, but we don't have like fif- 15. And I just like, because I had to literally build a craft supply section of our home from scratch <laughs> yesterday. And I was so annoyed with them. Cause I told him, I said, before we get into the store, you let you figure out what you want these projects to be so we can kind of figure out what materials you maybe need mm-hmm. and, and be thinking about it. We're standing in the Michaels and he changes his mind on one project four fucking times. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing in this Michaels going, I told you to think about what. Better like, you than me because I probably would have lost it. You'd have left his ass there and gone <laughs> home. Oh my God. So, yeah. 
It's been a very vanilla life week. Mm -hmm. A very, very vanilla life week. A very hectic week. Yeah. I still have more appointments to get through. You have appointments to get through. Oh, you are going with me to my doctor's appointment tomorrow. Tomorrow, It's my yeah. follow-up. So I have my blood work done so they can see how that is. I have my mammogram done so they can see how that is. I'm her emotional support spouse. So here's the thing. <laughs> For up until, God, right before my like big sort of mental health thing that I went through in 2016 when I finally learned that I have anxiety and all that stuff, um, my blood pressure for every doctor's appointment, even some of the like worst moments of health, it's always perfect. Like I went through two pregnancies and never hit over 120 over 80 for a blood pressure reading. And I was like, okay, my blood pressure's fine. And then I have to start going to the doctor for like a year over my neck issues where I ended up getting cortisol shots and physical therapy and blah, blah, blah. And my blood pressure was always high. Like really, really high. And my doc, my general practitioner at the time was very worried. He was like, you were in your thirties at the time. I do not want to put you on blood pressure medicine. If I don't have to, we have to get this down. Like he's like, do this with your diet and do that with your diet. Blah, blah, blah. And finally you came with me to a appointment. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the, the, the guy de- dealt with my neck or who it was. And my blood pressure was perfect. And I went, Oh, so I'm calmer when you're with me. So after that, you started coming to almost all of my appointments you could go to, mm-hmm. and I started having good blood pressure readings. Well, I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> it's literally been like two or three years since I've been to a doctor, and I go to the doctor last week, week before, whenever, and my blood pressure is high again. And I was explaining to the doctor, I was like, look, um, I found for a while that when my husband would come with me to the doctor, my blood pressure readings would be normal. Normally, they are normal. Like, this is kind of weird to me. And she smiled and she was supportive. Like, I, I think she believed me, but she doesn't know me, you know. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have any of my blood results or my lab work or anything to, like, actually gauge anything. So I said, will you go with me to the next one so we can test this one? Like, so if my reading is normal when you're there, <laughs> <laughs> like, it was high enough. They checked it twice before they would let me leave that doctor's appointment. Goodness. So, yeah, you are you are required mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be there. Um yeah. Just to see. And if it's not, maybe my blood pressure has gone up. It, you know, it's been, I did say to her, well, you know, there's a plague outside. It's a little stressful in life right now. She's like, you're right. It is. It is. That's okay. The 15 uh, year old's doctor who's super cool. He is a clearly a superhero fan. The mouse that he had with his laptop when he came in um, was Iron Man's helmet. And then the decorations in his exam room were all superhero stuff. Spider-Man, Superman, stuff like that. I was like, and he had a really great sense of fashion. I was like, oh, this doctor's really cool. He's hmm. asking the 15-year-old. I'm not that parent who answers for my child after sort of a certain age. And 15 is certainly an age I don't need to be answering for him. Um, and so he's asking him questions. And he says, you know, when did you get your glasses? And, and 15-year-old looks at me. He's like, and I was like, oh, you know, a few months ago, whatever. I answered. And I said, yeah, it had been a while. And he goes, oh. I said, well, there was a plague outside. I thought maybe we could wait on the glasses. He went, you, and the doctor laughed. I guess they're not used to hearing people call it the plague. Mm-hmm. And then he went, you know, uh, I'm with you. I feel you. It's, I agree. Yeah. 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 No, no. You were fine. You're fine. I don't blame you. It took me two years to get mine. And I was like, that was the moment I went, you don't want to know it's been five or six years for me. But but yeah, I said the plague and he laughed. I was like, oh, look at me pleasing these authority figures because I just can't fucking help myself. <laughs> I don't know. Is it my insatiable need to be liked, which I am starting to get over? I'm starting to have fewer fucks. Is it my need for validation? Is it the fact that I'm really good at 
making some authority figures like me? Or is it that I find, I, I recognize the vibe, people who vibe with me now. Mm. And I also, it's a little test I have. If I throw out a little like perfectly safe, perfectly vanilla, like little crack, a little, little joke, if you respond, I know you're my people. And if you do not, yeah, I'm sure you're lovely, just not my people. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a very vanilla week. Yeah. Yep. So, we should probably stop talking now. Yeah, it's going to be time for me to start chasing kids soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. oh. Okay, y'all. Right. I could do this all day. Y'all know that. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are a member of our Patreon, you get to get more of this because we've got a podcast coming out. we got a live stream this uh, weekend through Patreon. Yep, so Q&A. Don't worry, I will be. But for everybody else, uh, it'll be next week. But for podcast listeners, there is it's two episodes next week. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we need to go. So yeah. thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm. Um, Appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah, hopefully we helped somebody somewhere mm-hmm. do something. Uh, and we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.